Good afternoon, everybody Uneducated Economist here. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about lumber in this video today. I know a lot of you follow this channel because I talk a lot about lumber in the building industry, building supplies and supply chain. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of disruptions that have taken place over the last couple of years, and it's still confusing to a lot of people on what is taking place within the building supply industry. You know, mainly when it comes to building supplies, people just immediately direct themselves right to lumber and think, okay, what's happening in the lumber industry is what's happening in all building supplies. And that's just simply not the case. Now, lumber prices are moving up, and they're moving up kind of at a pretty good pace. Now, it's still way under the 1700 per thousand that it had peaked out at a few years ago, but they are moving up and they're moving up in a fairly dramatic fashion. Uh, we're around 550 per thousand right now. And it's hard to compare this per thousand price to what it was, say, just even a few months ago or last year because the future price has changed. It was a contract coming out of the British Columbia area for 110,000 board feet. And now that has moved to the Chicago area with a, about the quarter of the size contract. Now the idea was is it took it from a rail car size down to about a semi truckload size. So we're somewhere around 27,000 board feet on these contracts as opposed to 110,000 board feet. And the idea behind this is, is that it's going to add more speculation to the market, which you would think is like not a good thing. You know, speculation, it always seemed like it was a bad thing. But this is actually a pretty good thing to have speculation within the market because it brings more players into the game, especially when you have these smaller size contracts. It's not like you're subject to have to purchase 110,000 board feet. It could be more like a semi truckload size, which would be a lot more of what, like, say, a typical lumber yard would buy. So this is giving access to the futures market to a lot more people and hopefully with a lot more people it would find more of an equilibrium. We wouldn't have these wild swings in the lumber industry. So right now, 550 per thousand or so, depending on you know what time you're gonna be watching this video and when you're checking it. And again, that is moving up in a fairly move fairly good clip, right? It's like you know, ticking up fairly quickly. And now my belief on this one is due to the home builder sentiment that is starting to increase. We have just recently talked about that and the home builder sentiment report came out and I said it, when this starts to increase, you know, when you start seeing like the home builder sentiment turning into a more positive territory that the demand for lumber is going to pick up and there's just simply not enough lumber out there to fulfill a major increase in demand. Now. I know that's kind of vague in the way I say it, but the mills have been in curtailment for months, months and months and months, right? And now this starts to lower the amount of inventory that is out throughout the entire system, right? So you have the mills, you know, they have a stack of inventory, all the rail system, all the distribution hubs, all the lumber yards, all these people have a stack of lumber. And now that lumber had been, the inventory of it had been depleting because there wasn't a lot of sales. So it's not like, you know, if you have a lot of sales going on, then you stack up on inventory. You have like a back stock of it. But if you don't have a lot of sales, well, then you deplete your inventory and just kind of carry just the minimum that you can and just replenish stock as you need it. Well, when the demand starts to pick up and you start to buy a lot more lumber, everybody else is back stocking, you know, wanting to put a, a little bit on reserve, basically. So if they run out, they have a, a unit that they can re resupply with instead of having to order one. As everybody starts to do this, it's going to start drawing on the amount of inventory out there all the way up to the mills. And the moment that they start feeling that pressure, they're going to start pushing their lead times out. So basically from the time you order it till the time you're actually able to acquire that lumber, it's going to start spanning out further and further. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. So, like, you know, you could go to a mill, like, say, for example, you know, you have a lumber yard who's wanting to get a truckload of lumber. They call up the mill. They say, hey, I want a truckload of two by six random length, whatever. And the mill says to them, yeah, no problem. We can get your order in two weeks. Well, if that starts pushing out to like a month, well, then the demand for lumber is going to start going up as these lumber yards are going to start paying any price they can in order to acquire the lumber from whoever they can get it. And that's the same thing with the builders or anybody else out there who has a contract to build. Now, this is something that we have to think about because a lot of people just like they just I don't necessarily think that they put it in a timeline like the how's as the dominoes fall. Right. So if you have a depletion of inventory out there right, and then you have a pop in the home builder sentiment and then all of a sudden you have a demand for, you know, the home starts that start to take place. And then all of a sudden the lumber starts to get purchased and it starts zapping the inventory. These builders have no other choice. They have started the game. Once they start that project, they are moving forward with it. And that's just about anybody out there. Once you start the framing process, you can't say like, oh, hey, you know, lumber's getting a little tight. It's hard to find. It's getting expensive. We're going to postpone this project and come back to it in six or seven months. It doesn't work like that. The framing, once you start that project, it is moving. You have to move forward with it or else you're going to have deterioration of the, of the, of the framing itself, especially when it comes to wood framing. So once that project starts, they're on the move and they are going to continue on with that. And you can find that, you know, the starts are starting to pick up right now. The, the home builder sentiment is picking up, the starts are picking up, and the demand for lumber is starting to pick up as well. And I'm experiencing this personally, like from working at a lumber yard, doing retail sales for a living at a lumber yard, and also ordering material for the yard itself. Now, I don't own this yard. I just am an employee there. You know, I'm a salesperson there. But I do a lot of the purchasing and I do a lot of the sales there. And when I do the purchasing, I always ask the vendors, hey, what's it look like out there? How much are you doing? Is you getting more demand? Are you selling more stuff? And this gives me the insight into the demand before it actually takes place. Because especially when you're thinking about pressure treated lumber, like the pressure treated plate stock is a very, very, very good indicator because you can pour a foundation and let that foundation sit 
for a long time. It's concrete. I mean, for the most part, it's not going to deteriorate. But the moment that you start, that's when you have to continue forward and you have to complete that house after you start it. So you can pour a foundation. You can get a permit and pour a foundation and then maybe postpone the project for a while. But once you put that plate stock down, you start rolling floor joists out, you're moving, you're, you're doing your thing. So when you see the pressure treated market start to pick up, that's when you really are knowing that it's like this is the indicator that the framing is going to start, you know, coming into higher demand. And so we're seeing that. Like, for example, I went to go place a stock order for the yard and I had gone on, you know, put my order in a little late in the day. And he straight up told me, he's like, I'm sorry, man, there is no more room on the truck. And I'm thinking, holy moly, what am I going to do for the weekend? Now, there was such a demand for, for the material out in our particular area that they actually sent a second, second truck full of material out to, the, out to our area here to, in order to supply all the yards. That's how much of an increase in demand. We all kind of did the same thing. It was just like, whoa, all of a sudden people coming in looking for their deck packages, fence packages, looking to do their, doing their summer projects. And it, everybody had the same thing in mind. It was like, man, we need to load up on inventory. And you could see it happen. Like everybody did it at the exact same time pretty much, you know, and that's where that second truck was needed to bring it down to the coast. These are things you're not going to find in reports in the news and stuff. And so when I see this happening, I know that there has been a shift, a change. Now, just one time, eh, you know, that's not really something that you can just say, hey, this is a major change. But if this continues week after week after week, and you're starting to see the increase in, in the pressure treated lumber, especially when it comes to the plate stock, the two by six mud sill, that's what goes down on the foundation first. Well, then you know that, you know, the framing is going to come next. And so it's starting to happen. Like, again, it's not such a big deal yet that you can be like, oh, my God, this is like, you know, a huge booming time coming. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that there's a definite shift that is happening here and the increase is starting. So soon we're going to start seeing that the demand for lumber is going to pick up. And if there's not a whole lot of lumber out there in the system, Right, the prices are going to start moving up. I, that's why I've been telling people for the last couple of months: buy your lumber now. It's the cheapest it's going to be. It's, it's not going to get any cheaper than this right now. It's only going to get more expensive from here. So if you have like you know a need for you know any kind of lumber materials, like anything that has to do with like pressure treated stock, dug fir, standard and better, you know, pine framing lumber, all that stuff is going to be very this is going to be the best time that you can you can get it because there is a very good possibility that the the increase in price is going to be quite dramatic going into the future especially if there is any kind of thought coming from the federal reserve that they might lower interest rates people would be jumping all over that but i don't think that's going to be the case i think the fed is going to keep those interest rates elevated for a significant amount of time after this so that's what's going on in lumber right now. Um, you know, higher prices, you know, not extremely high yet, but this is your buying opportunity, in my opinion, that, you know, the inventory levels are low, mills have been in curtailment, and the home builder sentiment is starting to increase into an area in which that I think that lumber demand is going to go up. Now, as far as the other materials, um, See, the other thing that I was following for a long time was vinyl windows, right? Vinyl windows had, I, there was a time when I could order a vinyl window, have it in 10 days, right? That moved out to over 60 days at one point. It was two months out. That's moved back down to about 18 days right now, which is still pretty good. I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad, you know? So vinyl windows are a little bit more accessible. I found that some of the exterior doors that I'm ordering, a price has come off of those. Like they're a little bit cheaper than I remember, you know, having 
to deal with as far as like a year ago or even six months ago. It looks like some of the prices have come down a little bit. Not not dramatically, just, just some. Um, so these are the things that are like indicators of not increasing prices. So this is important to think about because if the prices aren't going up from here, this gives the builders that idea of how much this house is going to cost them to build. Because like if you if you have a bid for a project and you're like, okay, let's do this. And then you go to buy the materials and you realize, oh man, they're super expensive. That cuts into all your profits and everything that happens. And all of a sudden the project's no longer a viable project and it goes bankrupt. So if the prices go stable or actually come down a little bit, that's going to be a very positive for the builders out there because now they have a lot of confidence in that they'll be able to buy this material in the future for the price that they are assuming that they are going to be able to buy it for. Again, like, you know, if you, you know, if you think you're going to be buying two by fours for $4 a piece, but by the time the project gets there, they're $8 a piece. I mean, now you're all of a sudden you're like, geez, where did all my money go? But if you, I have an idea that they're going to be $4 in the future and then you get there and they're actually $4 or even better, they're less. Now you got some profit that you can work with. And that's where I think a lot of the builders have been nervous over the last few years is that they really didn't know how much that house was going to end up costing them because every time they went to go check out prices, they were a different price, different lead time, labor cost was difficult. All these things are starting to ease. And when that starts to ease, that gives those builders the confidence to go back out there and start doing their thing again. So we're starting to find that happen. Like even in some of the products that we are selling, we're finding that new products are coming in to compete with the other, uh, well, the new products are coming in in such a way that they are meant to compete against the other, you know, competitors that are out there. For example, we have a fiber cement siding now that's coming in that is essentially the exact same product as the previous siding was. There is no difference. It's coming from the same supplier. It's the same thing. The only difference in it is the color, the primer that they put on it, the warranty, and the price, the price is cheaper, but that's the only difference, right? So now this is difficult for a lot of people to see the deflation within a lot of the building materials because they're still looking at the old products that they had purchased before and see those high prices, not realizing that the new products that are coming in with a different name and label to them are the same products that they were purchasing before, but now these new products with a new label and look to them have a better price to it. And so they're saying, well, here's a competing, a com Competitor coming in to, to bring a better price in, but that's not the case. They're using the same material, just putting a different label and different price tag on it and bringing the attention to it so that people will start buying that particular product instead. You, you see what's happened here? Like they don't want to lower the price of their original one because they have all this expensive material out there in the system with high input costs. What they're going to do is just provide a new product which is essentially the same thing, but now this new product has less input costs going into it since the energy prices have come down and labor, the pressure on labor and stuff like that has started to ease a bit. So these are the things that are a positive sign for the building materials as far as not going up, but actually coming down. Um, we saw it in that. Saw it in paint. Um, you know, those who follow my channel heard me talk about that just recently, in which that we used to sell a very common paint that had a particular label to it, that company wasn't able to provide us with the base any longer, right? So they just we just completely removed it out of our system. The company that we have been continually using the entire time has now taken on that label from that other previous competitor and now put it on their paint with a lower price to it. And so I, I asked our guy about it. He says, well, it all comes from the same company anyway. 
And so they provide two different types of paint, right? One of them had a very cheap price to it, but it disappeared as all the expensive stuff was only left out there for people to buy. But now this new label coming in on this particular paint, which was from the old competitor, is now on this, you know, now on the other paint, the one that we're actually stocking with the cheaper price. So again, people look at this and say, oh, wow, here's this new paint label that we can buy that's for a lesser price, but it's not. It's still originally the other paint. They just put a new label on it. And I don't know if I made sense on that, but that's really what ended up happening with it is that they just relabeled this old paint, put the better price on it. Now people are looking to that to buy as far as a more cost effective way of, you know, covering their walls and ceilings or whatever. Okay. What else did we have uh, that I saw? Um, gosh, there was another product out there that I, that I remember kind of had something similar situation going on with it, but I can't think of it right now. Sorry, guys. This is a long enough video anyway. We're 15 minutes into it. Okay. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.